0: Welcome back to Capes and Japes, your podcast professionals. One of us heard Griffin McElroy tell them how to edit the podcast, and he said, keep doing what you're doing, so.
1: Pretty much. I was sitting in the audience like, yeah, I do that. Yeah, I do that too. Oh, I don't do that part, but I do something kind of similar. All right, yeah.
0: (laughs) Doing pretty good. Editing. Editing not doing too bad
1: it was also so, funny because at the beginning of the panel he's like okay so who here like edits audio and half the half the crowd r- raise their hands and he's like oh boy oh, oh. no <laughs> uh-oh
0: um yes uh but so as you can tell he is back from podcon i'm back from wishing i was at podcon <laughs> <laughs>
1: You could have just made something up. You could have said Michigan.
0: Uh, yeah, Michigan. There's a secret, uh, side podcon in Michigan that I went to and I had a great time. It's very cold there. It's a very cold podcon, and I cosplayed all of the Adventure Zones.
1: All of them, at once. All of them.
0: Yep, simultaneously. It was very conceptual. Um, but we're both back from our respective doing and or not doing things. Um, and we are here once again with you, uh, to keep you updated on comic books. And what we're talking about today is Wolverine.
1: You know him. You love him.
0: You know him. You love him. Um, I gotta say, every time, every time, honestly, I even think about Wolverine, all I can hear in my head is the the uh Hugh Jackman opening number to whatever Oscars that was, like two thousand eleven, um, where at the very end he stands up on a pedestal and just belts out, I'm Wolverine uh I mean fair. <laughs> it's 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 powerful. It's powerful cinema. Um but uh he's Wolverine. Um Wolverine is an X man <laughs> mostly uh an
1: an x man not not somebody who used to be a man
0: <laughs> well uh interesting thing about that though um maybe we can lead with because it's just kind of more of a fun fact um for a uh a considerable period of time um there were a couple writers. Who were pushing for Wolverine's backstory to be that he used to be a literal Wolverine? I'm
1: sorry. Comics. <laughs> you know, I, we need to have a talk.
0: Um. Why? Why? That's a good why? question. Why? Um. There's a... Uh, am I'm, I'm still.
1: That just seems like a. That just seems like a what if panel at the end of a comic book. Like what I, if? So- Wolverine it's, used to be a Wolverine bitten um, by a human.
0: Yeah, it's um I know uh X-Men writer uh Dave Cockrum I think was a proponent of this. Um a lot of people have like uh claimed that it's the theory of uh, of uh Len Wine who's one of the co-creators of Wolverine um which we know is not the case because he's very adamant about the fact that that was not his idea at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, listen, listen, please. I write stories about human beings, not evolved animals.
1: This isn't Animorphs. I'm very sorry. Um, that's not what that's- Animorphs is about at all. I've never read an Animorphs. I'm sorry.
0: No, Animorphs is not about a um a Wolverine who was given the gift of, of human life by the high evolutionary or something. Is that um, a gift, though? Could No, it's really not. Especially not Logan's life. Um, no. So, anyways, as we're going through this, just, like, close your eyes and imagine uh, the reality that did very nearly happen, uh, where every time we talked about uh, the most popular and famous X-Men, X-Man, we would all have to acknowledge that at one point he was a Wolverine, and now he's a man. What were
1: they even trying to- how?
0: How How? would this have
1: happened?
0: Um, well, there's a, uh, there's a guy- there's a guy called the High Evolutionary who, uh, messes around with evolution- As you can probably guess, and I think that was their plan was they're like, "Oh yeah, the high evolutionary did uh did some some weird stuff to him." He's like kind of like a weird like techno wizard man. Um but okay. that's not that's not true. We can confirm regardless of what else is true about Wolverine the man, he was not at any point the animal of a wolverine. Uh, he's been a lot of things, but not that.
1: Thank goodness.
0: (laughs) Um, he was, uh, introduced in 1974, uh, in, uh, Incredible Hulk. Uh, he was actually, I don't think the intent initially, uh, was to make him an X-Man. Um, I think it was just for this Hulk storyline, um, where... Hulk was, uh, like, causing some chaos somewhere in Quebec, and so the Canadian government had to send in Wolverine as one of, like, their assets, um, to, like, try and contain the Hulk. And then he didn't, and then they had to, they were like, oh, Wolverine, come on back. Come on back, Wolverine. Um.
1: And Wolverine's like, I don't wanna.
0: (laughs) No! Um. And, uh, so. The idea was pitched, um, by Roy Thomas, uh, who is the editor-in-chief to Len Wein, um, and he came up with the character alongside John Romita Sr., who was the artist, um, and (laughs) went to him, like, hey, uh, we're gonna make this character, uh, called the Wolverine, so I just want to see what kind of designs you, like, want to come up with. Um, and John Romita Sr., in an interview much later, was like, I did not know what a wolverine was. I thought it was a female wolf. I had to look it up.
1: I mean, that's fair. It's totally funny. Because really, what is a wolverine?
0: It is. It is very funny to me to imagine, like, hey, uh, we're making a, uh, hero called the Wolverine, so, you know, just kind of, like, uh, spitball some ideas out there, like, oh yeah, for sure, Len, you got it, like, what the, what is that? What the fuck is that? <laughs>
1: um. And back then, they didn't have phones in their pockets that they could just quietly Google under the table what a Wolverine was.
0: <laughs> no, he says he had to, uh, he had to use the Office Encyclopedia.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh, lovely. I love this. Sneaking yes. away to the encyclopedia like, Wolverine, 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 uh,
0: okay. Yeah. Um, basically, it's also funny because he was like, one of the first things I read about Wolverines was that they're they're pretty small. And I was like, okay, well, this guy's gonna be short. Um,
1: He's gonna be little.
0: And, uh, that's how one of, uh, Logan's most iconic physical traits came into existence is that they were just, like, well, uh, Wolverines aren't that big, so this man's not that big. Um, there's, like, there's a truly hilarious amount of miscommunication in, like, all of this early Wolverine stuff. Like, there's, uh, uh, one of the artists, I think it was uh, it was, uh, Dave Cockrum, who was the X-Men artist, they'd drawn Wolverine with his mask off, like, the whole time leading up to this, um, with his mask on. Did I say off? They'd drawn Wolverine with his mask on for, like, all of his appearances in the Hulk and, like, his, uh, his early X-Men appearances, um, and then when they first drew him with his mask off in X-Men, um... Dave Cochran drew him as, like, like, a 40-year-old man, and everyone had just assumed that he was going to be, like, a teen like the rest of the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, 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 okay, all right, I guess we're doing this.
1: It's like when you're in a chat room, and you're like, oh, by the way, how old is everyone? And then you, it's just like, oh, I'm 13, and you're like, oh, God, oh, I'm 25. Oh no, I have to leave.
0: <laughs> Basically, um, so yeah, so he he fought he fought the Hulk, um, and then they brought him in uh in Chris Claremont's uh X Men issue one or Giant X Men, um, giant size X Men, which is referring to obviously it was it was a beefy comic book issue, not. It was a comic book about very large men.
1: Well, clearly not if Logan's there.
0: Yeah, they they wouldn't have allowed him. Um, and that is, uh, obviously what he's been most known for, uh, ever since. Um, there's, uh, (laughs) he became very popular very fast, um, especially as we, uh, move into the 80s, and he sort of becomes, like, uh, one of the main archetypes of kind of the 80s and 90s, like, violent anti hero who, you know, oh, he does the right thing, but, you know, oh, he doesn't care about what he has to do to get it done. Um, Frank Miller, obviously, <laughs> obviously, writes him at some point during this time cuz Frank Miller gets his hands on like every anti-hero adjacent superhero character. Um and uh he coins uh Wolverine's famous catchphrase uh of the best there is at what I do, but what I do best isn't very nice. <laughs> Which I like I read that and I was like god oh, he would he would yeah. have.
1: Yeah, he would have. He would have Um, And then here I am scrambling to try to think of what what Wolverine's catchphrase is, and I'm just like, my brain's just like, snick-snicked? Snicked?
0: Snicked. Yeah, Wolverine's (laughs) famous catchphrase when he walks around just going, eh, snicked. I
1: mean, do his claws actually make that sound, or does he make that sound? (laughs) We'll never know. Just quietly under his breath when he lets his claws out, snicked.
0: Um, there's also, um, there's a note here, uh, this whole thing is very funny. As the series progressed, Claremont and Cockrum, parentheses, who preferred Nightcrawler, close parentheses, which, I mean, that's good taste. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Nightcrawler's great.
1: Um, That is just good
0: taste. Considered dropping Wolverine from the series. Cockrum's successor, artist John Byrne, championed the character later explaining, as a Canadian himself, he did not want to see a Canadian character drop. Um, which is funny to me for a lot of reasons, like, for sure, like, good for you, Burn. Uh, I'm glad, I mean, you clearly made the right choice, because, uh, everybody loves Logan, and he's been very important to the X-Men since then. Um, I wish somebody would put the same amount of effort into, like, female characters or non-white characters. But yeah. I'm glad someone someone has been out there just really concerned about Canadian representation in superhero
1: comics. I mean, you you have so many Americans.
0: It's true. Um John Byrne also creates Alpha Flight, which is a group of specifically Canadian superheroes.
1: Of course he does.
0: <laughs> Wolverine um Wolverine has like has obviously has uh been a member of and interacted with Alpha Flight on several occasions. As probably the most famous Canadian superhero. Um so Wolverine. What's the deal with him? <laughs> <laughs> what's this guy's deal? Why is he like this? Well, well, short. He's uh he's short and he's a mutant and he's Canadian, and he's very, very old.
1: And angry.
0: And angry. Um, I love, like, um, there's, like, so much of Wolverine's, like, presence in the X-Men is just, like, like, based on being, like, the the kind of, you know, like, rough-and-tumble get-it-done guy, like, ah, oh, you kids and your drama, I don't care about any of that, I don't Need any of that, you know, weird, like, fancy stuff. I just get the job done. Wolverine has, like, the wildest backstory.
1: And and now he's tired.
0: And now he's tired of it. He's like, I lived lived an entire lifetime of weird shit happening to me. I don't want to hear about the weird shit that's happening to these teens. I just want to teach
1: these teens, like, math or English or something. Like, come on.
0: Please. Um... He was, uh, he was born in the 1880s, uh, on a farm in Alberta. Um, his birth name is, uh, James Howlett, um, which I love because even though it's his, like, very normal name, they still have to get, like, a howl in there. Um, Do
1: wolverines even howl? Or are they just, like, wolverine, wolves? Howling,
0: yeah, yeah that works it's you know it's it's evocative um implies a sort of uh primal nature um he's born to these farm owners, he's actually the illegitimate son of the groundskeeper whose last name is logan
1: uh oh boy, he,
0: uh yep, uh the groundskeeper uh tries to kill uh Logan you know, assume dad, his step-dad, I guess? I don't know what you would call that. Uh, the person who he believes to be his dad, uh... His dad. His dad. Um, <laughs> the groundskeeper kills him, uh, baby Logan, uh, kills the groundskeeper, uh, by, uh, having bone claws come out of his hands and stabbing him with them and then he's like oh, oh you got to
1: you got to clarify when you say baby logan how old is he when he does this murder uh i okay yeah not like a cuz you literal said baby, baby logan and i imagined an infant murdering no, a man
0: he's not a literal infant that would be wild he is very young like probably 10 or under i would guess um, uh, but he's not, no, he's not, like, a literal baby. Okay. Um, he, uh, he runs away, uh, he, uh, he joins a, like, a a mining colony, he takes the name Logan, uh, just Logan, <laughs> that's it. Um, there's, I think there's, like, some point... In the X-Men movie canon, where they say his name is James Logan, and they just kind of, like, smush him together. Um I guess you can do that. <laughs> you can do that. His name- he's- <laughs> he comes up with a fake name, but he just comes up with one of them. He doesn't bother with it anymore. That's um, all you
1: need, really. Something for yes. people to call you.
0: Yep. Uh, he accidentally kills a friend of his- he, um, there's a lot of Logan backstory that- Uh, one, him accidentally killing somebody. Two, uh, women dying around him. Uh, or three, both of those happening at once. Uh Uh, so that's fun. Um, he, like, he, he lives with some wolves, and he's in a circus. Um, and then he lives with, like, uh, a Blackfoot tribe. Um, there's also a whole, a very, uh, convoluted thing, uh, with Sabretooth's brother, um, and, uh, like, he, like, betrays him and then Logan kills him or something. Um, there's, (laughs) I'm so mad about this, um, there's, I think, uh, uh, John Byrne and maybe a couple other people really wanted, uh, Sabretooth to be, uh, Logan's father. Um, Sabertooth being, he was originally, uh, an Iron Fist enemy, uh, and then becomes mostly Wolverine's arch-nemesis. Um, he had this idea for, uh, Sabretooth to be, uh, or, or Chris Claremont, uh, also was a proponent of this, had this idea for Sabretooth to be Wolverine's father. Um, and then, like, everyone was like, nah, we're not gonna do that, but Chris Claremont kept, like, insisting it was true.
1: Um. (laughs) No, guys, trust me, he's his dad.
0: God, and then he, like, he, like, comes back in on, like, writing X-Men and he's, like, he's, like, okay, all, I'm, right, this is the real Sabretooth who just showed up, and every time Sabretooth has shown up before this, it was actually a clone. But this is the real Sabretooth, and this is Logan's dad. (laughs) It's, like,
1: in my house now, X Men.
0: <laughs> I I own this. I do this. Um Sabretooth also, um they initially don't have a reason for why Sabretooth is Wolverine's arch nemesis, besides Chris Claremont thinking deciding that they're father and son and nobody else agreeing with him. Um <laughs> and then they come up with this backstory about how, uh, oh, like Logan like killed his Sabretooth's brother as a kid. Now he's mad at him for it. Um, an important detail of this, (laughs) I'm laughing, this is sad, but I'm laughing, (laughs) Sabretooth finds Wolverine every year on Wolverine's birthday and fights him!
1: Happy birthday, Logan. Fight (laughs) me!
0: (laughs) being logan and your life is just like a disaster and like all of this stuff is happening to you all the time and then on your birthday this huge evil man just comes and tries to beat the shit out of you every year
1: can you imagine being a teacher at a school full of kids and then being like all right guys so i'm gonna take this weekend off and then somebody's like i heard that Mr. Logan's taking this weekend off because it's his birthday, what do you think he's gonna do? and they have like all these ideas about like <clears throat> he's going to Vegas or like he's he's going and doing like a rugged camping trip in the woods, just <clears throat> him and nature, and then no he's just going out of town finding a field and sitting and waiting for Sabretooth to come and fight him. <laughs>
0: Like, I know it's gonna
1: happen. I know it's gonna happen. Might as well go somewhere where nobody's gonna see it. (laughs) Oh my god. Do they just Um, fight until they get tired and Sabretooth leaves? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, alright, see you next year.
0: (laughs) That seems to be the case because, like, they've both lived every time. They're both still here. Um, so, uh, in, uh, in between all this and joining the X-Men, he obviously goes through, uh, a lot. He's been alive for, like, over a hundred years, um, which is it's wild. So many. I know, um, he fights in World War One. he goes to Japan, and he learns, you know, martial arts, um, he marries a woman there, and he has a son, uh, named Dakin, who I am, obsessed with Dakin's amazing. Um he's a horrible, a horrible child. I love him so much. Um
1: Of course you do. You love your horrible children.
0: God, I love horrible children. Um he uh he fights in World War One, he fights in World War Two, uh he runs into Captain America during World War Two because like Obviously, of course, of course, that would happen.
1: Yeah. um it's World War Two.
0: Yeah, and you've got
1: like a couple super ho- super powered people.
0: They all yeah. team up. That's 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 how it be. Um, he's a mercenary for a bit. He works for the CIA. Uh, he's recruited by this uh by a black ops team. Uh,
1: Wait, how does he work for the CIA? He's Canadian. I'm pretty sure you have to be a U.S. citizen to work for the CIA.
0: Oh well, maybe he applies for citizenship. Maybe he's been alive for a very long time.
1: Logan just like, oh, I guess I should get dual citizenship, huh?
0: Yeah, this is where all the superheroes are. Probably stuff's gonna be happening in this country. Yep. <laughs> um, he uh, he's recruited by this black ops team, and then uh, they you know, sort of, like, mind control him, and then he's like, oh, that sucks, and he leaves, and then he's (laughs) kidnapped by Weapon X, (laughs) because he cannot catch a damn break. Um, uh, Weapon X is a, uh, as you've probably seen if you've experienced any, uh, version of, of Wolverine's backstory, Weapon X is a, uh, top secret government project, uh, that, you know, experimenting on, um uh, people to try and make them super extra powerful, um, and this is where, uh, he gets the, uh, the world's strongest metal, adamantium, uh, forcibly, molecularly fused to his skeleton. <laughs> um.
1: You know, cause you- sometimes you just gotta kidnap a guy, and make him more powerful than when you found him. That's definitely going to go great for you.
0: It's going to go great. Um, this is also, uh, I don't think we mentioned this up top, um, Logan's like primary mutation um, is uh, his healing factor, um, and the claws were initially not a mutation at all, Um, they were just like, oh yeah, this, this happened to him when, I think at first they wanted to have them just be like, like regular weapons, like in his gloves. And then they were like, no, no, they're in, they're in his hands. But they were put there as part of this, this Weapon X thing when they, you know, turned his skeleton into metal. Um, and then they were like, "Mm, no, actually he always had the claws, but they put, they made the claws metal. So now he has metal claws. Um, so the thing that Wolverine is most famous for was, like, not even initially, like, his superpower, it was just an extra thing. Um, they also, um, I have to read this quote, it's not super relevant, um, but I found it today and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it, um, so, obviously, uh, is a very, uh, popular joke to make that, like, hey, uh, Wolverine's on the X-Men, and his skeleton is made of metal, um, and the X-Men's primary enemy is a guy whose ability is that he controls metal. How is this not gone worse? Um, and, I mean- Yeah, um, so- Uh, Peter David, um, who in, I think this is, like, the early 90s, um, was writing some X-Men adjacent books, like X-Force or X-Factor or something. Um, Peter David, a pretty, uh, well-known writer, uh, they were at... They were having like, you know, like an X Men writer summit to talk about all the stuff that was going on in the X Men books and like what they were planning to do and the events and things. Um <laughs> Okay. I'm just I'm just gonna read this. He uh this was like he wrote in to uh CBR to like talk about this. It's like Actually, what happened was that we were all discussing how we were going to have Magneto's return be a big deal. The other writers were bouncing around the notion of a huge Magneto-Wolverine slugfest, and I said, thinking out loud, Boy, you know, if I'm Magneto, I don't even bother with Wolverine. i just yank out his skeleton and be done with him. And there was dead silence for a moment, and then everyone looked at me and said, That's a great idea. And I said, (laughs) No, it's not. And they said, yeah, it'll be a great visual. I said, well, sure, but then he's dead. He can't survive having his entire skeleton ripped out. Well, then he has a healing factor. What do you mean a healing factor? If you rip out his whole skeleton, he's just a pile of flesh on the floor. Then he has a pile of flesh. What'll he do? Ooze at people? <laughs> At that
1: point, Um, Wolverine becomes two people a skeleton walking around and a blob of flesh oozing around.
0: Um, so obviously, there's no way to confirm if this conversation happened exactly the way Peter David described it. Um, I really, really hope it did because it's my favorite thing.
1: It was so fucking good. (laughs) It's so good.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, it'll look really cool. Well, yeah, but he'll be dead. Because <laughs> he won't have a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, but the healing factor.
1: Okay, but the healing factor can't do everything. You can't just say healing factor and put him back together.
0: Yeah, that's um, that's another thing is that as time has gone on, it was like, initially just sort of like, oh, you know, if you uh if you cut Wolverine it'll heal up really fast and like, you know, as they've as comics have escalated in every possible way, it's like, oh if Wolverine can survive a like a full explosion. Like the only way you could ever kill Wolverine would be to decapitate him and then put his head and his body in two different places.
1: Um and even then, if somebody takes his head and puts it back on his body, he's back, baby.
0: <laughs> he's back, baby. Um, anyways, they did do this, uh, this, uh, this terrible <laughs> Magneto idea, uh, oh, in no. storyline. It was, it wasn't, what it was was, like, Magneto, like, pulled all the adamantium, like, out of his body, um, so it was,
1: how, how does he have such fine control to just pull it out of his body without taking the rest of the body with it? Like, I think that he would just pick Logan up and throw him very far away. <laughs>
0: well, I think they wanted to do this cool thing, but they did realize that he would die. <laughs> um, he pulls all the adamantium out of him, and then for, like, a few years, uh... He's, he just, uh, he just has regular bone claws. Um, and then eventually he gets it back, um. Does Magneto
1: apologize and be like, here, buddy,
0: have, have
1: your metal bones back?
0: I mean, the thing is, getting the metal bones the first time was, like, documented, like, an extremely excruciatingly, like, painful, awful process. So, like, I don't know why he wants it. But it does make his bones very good, and his claws good at cutting things, so.
1: I think he, it, it, his, his bone claws just don't cut salami the same.
0: That's true. Um, but, uh, so, he, uh, he goes through all this, all of these terrible, terrible things. Um, and then he joins the X-Men. Um, prof- the, he, he- He works for the Canadian government, uh, and then he ends up being recruited by Charles Xavier, and then he's on the X-Men, um, or he's, he's like, he's on and off on the X-Men, because he's Wolverine, and, you know, it, it, it starts to get edgy, and he's like, oh, no, I don't want to be part of a team anymore, I work alone, um, but he's still, like, you know, one of the, longest running X-Men members and the most famous recognizable one. Um that is something I do um I do sort of love. It's like it's very Batmanish uh that you know Wolverine is like wildly popular in spite or maybe because of his very abrasive personality uh and his notorious kind of brooding loner status. Um, he does, like, adopt basically every child he ever sees. (laughs) Um, the majority of Wolverine's time on the X-Men is spent with him, um, being a sort of mentor figure, um, to, uh, to the younger students, especially, like, uh, especially to like young women like Kitty and Jubilee, uh and Laura Laura's sort of a complicated case because she's his clone. Uh yeah. So he's like, Oh, I'm your brother slash dad slash I'm your mentor. Um, yeah, but so (laughs) it's just like this constant, like, constant dynamic of like young, peppy, like, fun girl, X-Man, um, and, like, Wolverine, like, uh, um, he's like, listen, don't, don't get it twisted, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to protect you, and he's like, but also, I'd die for you. <laughs> if anyone tries to hurt you, I will kill them.
1: I've only known you for 36 hours, but if anybody killed you, I would kill everyone in this room and then myself.
0: <laughs> that's that's a ba- that's it. That's, that's, Logan. That's the, the, the summary <laughs> of who he is. Um, it is, it's, um, it's wild. It's wild that he's like, it's not wild because the same thing happens with Batman to a different extent. Um, it's wild that he's like, so, so central to this team and so important to everybody. And he spent so much time being like, no, I don't like you. Get off. Stop hugging me. Get out of here. Get out of here. I'm an old, old, angry man. Um, I need to stop playing with these scissors, because it's probably making noise.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. You Um, cursed me.
0: I'm sorry. Hopefully it hasn't. Um, I was not thinking that I was recording audio for the internet. Um... (laughs) This is Oof. just
1: a fun chat where you tell me about Wolverine. I
0: just tell you everything I learned about Wolverine. Um, he, uh, he has a, a longer term romance with a woman named, uh, Marco, uh, Marco Yoshida. I kept wanting to say, was that her? Yes. Um, I kept wanting to say... Mariko Tamaki, and then I was like, no, that's a a real person who writes comic books. (laughs) She's not Wolverine's girlfriend. Or is she? Or is she? Um, he also, uh, very notoriously is, uh, in love with Jean Grey, um, she's in love with Scott Summers, uh... Uh, a love triangle sort of, <laughs> uh, that at, I think from the beginning of his appearance, uh, in X-Men, they sort of build up this love triangle, and then it lasts, like, forever. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't care about it very much. I like Logan. I like Gene. I don't, I don't really like Scott, but I like Scott in certain circumstances, Um, the- it just- it gets to be so much. Um, especially when it, like, gets translated into, like, every alternate X-Men media, and it's, like, the focal point of it, and it's, like, stop, 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 it's fine, please, please, it doesn't have to be this whole thing, just have them all date if you want to do this, just please. I, I was just about to say, like,
1: I don't care about this unless you do something new, like, let, get, let them all get together.
0: <laughs> for what? Stop being
1: cowards. For um, you cowards, just let them all kiss.
0: You absolute fool. Um, hey,
1: hey, Marvel, hire me to write X-Men comics. I have a revolutionary idea for you. I can <laughs> promise that you've never done it before in your X-Men comics. <laughs>
0: it is really going to shake things up. Um he also dates Storm on and off a few times um which is, is is fine and it's good but also it's like Storm has dated Thor and T'Challa. So like yeah she's <laughs> she <do> settling. <laughs> oh for real. Um
1: I mean he has his perks but yeah, like like
0: come on I mean no listen don't get me wrong I I I love Logan a lot I think he's he's great um
1: is he I, a good romantic partner? Probably not.
0: Probably not not the best. Um certainly no Thor and no T'Challa. Uh,
1: Although from Wolverine's perspective I like how I just keep calling him Wolverine instead of, like, one of his many names. Uh, <laughs>
0: That's fine. Wolverine counts as one of them.
1: Yeah. But <laughs> from his perspective, if if you're worried about somebody murdering anybody that you are romantically involved with, Storm is a pretty safe bet. I don't <laughs> know it, how many people are capable of murdering
0: Aurora. That. It's a very good point.
1: She could just, like, strike them down with lightning.
0: (laughs) Just like, no, not today.
1: Sabretooth is like, huh, I'm here for your birthday. Also, I got your girlfriend. And Storm's just like, mmm, no. Logan, do you want me to kill this guy or what? No, it's tradition. (laughs) Just knock him out, I guess.
0: He's gonna be real disappointed if we don't do it.
1: Yeah. Um, Just, like, fly away, because he's definitely stuck on land.
0: (laughs) One thing I know about him. (laughs) He can't fly. (laughs) Hit real good. Cannot fly. Um, Unless I
1: hit him real good. Then he can fly a little. (laughs) Nice.
0: Um for the, Marvel, um,
1: hire us to write your comics. This is very good stuff. This is excellent content.
0: Um, for the, uh, for the past four or five years, uh, Wolverine died, and it was a big deal, but it wasn't that, they made a big deal out of it, but it, like, well, it's not that big a deal because everyone knew he was gonna come back. Um... (laughs) Yeah. But, uh... A Wolverine perma
1: death? No,
0: no. Can you imagine? Um, I
1: cannot. I mean, I, I, I want him to be able to rest, but also
0: <laughs>
1: comics? No way.
0: Yeah. In um, this
1: economy, <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, they introduce, um, or they introduced, I think, this version of, uh wolverine before this but they bring him into the main timeline after wolverine's dead um they introduce old man logan which is what he's called which seems very mean
1: (laughs) (laughs) how do we differentiate this guy from our guy can't can't we just call him like alternate logan 12 no (laughs) <laughs> no, it has to be more descriptive. How am I supposed to remember which one alternate Logan twelve is? This one's <laughs> Old Man Logan. Perfect. Brilliant. You okay with that old man Logan?
0: <sighs> <laughs> you don't get a say in it. Um It sticks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so uh they write uh he has a like a solo mini series, uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis. Um, and then he, uh, they do a, a new series, I think, when he's brought into the main continuity. Um, but so, they've had, for, like, the past few years, like, they've had Old Man Logan running around, um, and Laura was Wolverine, uh, and Dakin was, you know, doing his best. <laughs> <laughs> Thick has been doing his best, um, and I think he, I think he got an infinity stone, he came back and he got an infinity stone, um, (laughs) and now everybody's- Which, which one would he have gotten? uh, Uh, space? He got space. What's he gonna do with it? I think he gave it away. Um That's that's probably
1: for the pest.
0: Yeah. Uh they and now he's uh now nobody knows where he is and they're looking for him. I think is where we are currently. That tracks
1: um, that, that track. That sounds like a that sounds like a wolverine.
0: Yeah. So uh, Where
1: did he go?
0: It's um it's been a weird few years for Wolverine. Um it's been a good few years if uh you're a fan of Laura because uh Laura as all new Wolverine was Hell yeah. Super great. Um those comics rule. Uh It's been <laughs> It's been a little more challenging if you're a fan of Logan, but I think everybody at this point is just kind of like, well, he'll be back. <laughs> It'll work out eventually um but uh that's some that's uh that's some of what's gone on with uh Logan the the smallest and angriest X-Man um maybe my favorite uh one of my favorite Logan moments is from um whatever uh Joss Whedon's Astonishing X-Men which like I know Uh, but (laughs) there's a scene, like, right at the beginning where they're all, like, all the X-Men are fighting this big monster, um, and it shows everybody's, like, internal monologues, and everyone gets, like, a page of, like, what they're doing, and it's, like, Kitty's helping people get out of the building, um, and she's thinking about how Peter's back and, like, what their relationship's gonna be like, um, and, you know, Peter's like, you know, stopping walls from collapsing, and he's thinking about Kitty, and, uh, Scott's, you know, thinking about Emma, and about, like, trying to lead the team and all this, um, and it gets to Logan's page, um, and there's just, like, three or four panels of just, like, Logan fighting this big monster with no, no internal dialogue boxes, (laughs) just completely <laughs> silently and then the last panel is just one that says i really like beer
1: <laughs> i was i i'm like i've never seen this comics panel before so i'm just like trying to imagine where it's going and the whole time my brain's just like he's just going to be in there like fuck 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 okay okay, <laughs> okay all right all right all right fuck oh god <laughs>
0: Fuck, 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 fuck! Um, I think that's assumed that's, like, all of the X-Men's internal monologue on, like, some level. Um. (laughs) Just, just, alright, Joss.
1: Uh, your first draft, you can't just have them all say fuck. (laughs) You can't have ten pages of everybody just saying fuck.
0: It's like, listen, that's never happened in an X Men comic before, and I feel like realistically, <laughs> that's not sort of what it would be like.
1: They would just be thinking, oh fuck. How are we gonna do this? Oh god, oh no, oh god.
0: Fuck, 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 fuck.
1: Um. Oh uh, shit, oh okay, that worked better than I thought
0: it would. Oh fuck, it's still up! <laughs> Basically. Basically. Um, so, um, that's Wolverine. It's pretty wild. Um I like oh he's he's a good egg. He does his best. Sometimes he does murders, but you know what? That's just sort of his thing.
1: You know what? He does murders, but like this is comics. It's so comics. Most of those murders don't you don't see the repercussions for them.
0: Yeah, exactly. You don't
1: you don't follow the murdered person through their routine that they are missing. You don't see their spouse, their children. You don't see their employer calling their cell phone, trying to find out where they are.
0: You don't see their <laughs> <Okay>.
1: parents.
0: <laughs> Pro- on, with, based on the kinds of murders that Wolverine is doing, the employer was probably evil, just to be clear. Yeah, but also,
1: what if they had a day job?
0: You gotta pay those bills. Yeah, it's true. You know, doing crime, crime doesn't pay.
1: Crime doesn't pay, it's strictly volunteer work.
0: That's absolutely true. Um, I'm going to guess you have not had time to read comics in your time between returning from PodCon and being here with me. I did read <gasps> one comic. You have read a comic.
1: I read Squirrel Girl Volume 9. Oh hell yeah. I came back okay, so like the day I got back, I got a phone call from my uh comic shop and they're like, Hey, yeah, we're just calling to say that your order came in. So we've got, you know, Lumberjanes and Runaways and Squirrel Girl and Superman and the Wicked and the Divine. And I'm like sitting there on my couch like, yes, I (laughs) forgot that I ordered all of these at once. (laughs) (laughs) That's so much power. What an excellent
0: list. (laughs) It is a very good list.
1: So then I went in the next day and I picked them all up. And I subscribed to Die and I also got Die number two, but I haven't read it yet.
0: Good, good, good. Um
1: so I guess I guess I'm about that single issue life now.
0: Uh hell yeah, join me. Join me in this. Um I, I guess I have to. <laughs> yes, you have no choice. Um I want to mention uh Naomi issue 1 came out this week, uh which is one of uh the uh one of the Three comics that, uh, Bendis is writing under his new, uh, Wonder Comics imprint at DC, um, along with Young Justice, um, and another one that I don't know if it's out yet, um, which, like, also, like, Bendis is writing, like, an absurd number of titles. Yeah. Because he has both Superman and these and he's doing like a bunch of indie stuff um and i'm a little concerned because also it's like it's a lot of writing they're very wordy scripts
1: yeah i mean i i guess he's just he's on that he's on that hustle he's gonna get that bread he's yeah
0: (laughs) for sure for sure rise and grind um but uh Naomi, I was looking forward to, uh, because it's a protagonist who's a young woman of color, um, Aye. which is great, and she's a teen, which is great, um, and it, uh, is going for a very, um, it does, one of my favorite things about Runaways, it's a little bit more on the nose with it than Runaways was, um. But it's, like, very- and, like, Bendis has also done this a lot in his other stuff that he's done for DC so far. Um, it focuses a lot on, like, like, what are the actual day-to-day repercussions of living in a world where superheroes exist? Like, what does your life look like? Um.
1: Extremely chaotic, probably.
0: Probably. Um. But Naomi follows a, um, uh, girl, uh, I think she's in high school, um, who's adopted, uh, and she lives in a small town in the Pacific Northwest where nothing ever happens, um, and Superman ends up, like, coincidentally, like, some, like, you know, alien crash lands there, and Superman shows up to stop it, and it's like this huge event, and everyone's, uh, so excited that like superman came to their town um and it leads her to start investigating uh an incident where uh, a superhero showed up in town like 17 years ago but like weirdly no one wants to talk about it and weirdly mm. it happened on the day she was adopted mm. um so hmm. Um it is hmm. looking to be of a uh, a pretty neat uh teen coming of age mystery story with a lot of superhero stuff. Um that's which,
1: the best which is, kind.
0: Yeah. Um so that is uh, a thing that I'm excited about. Um and if you're excited about that or any other comics you should listen to us and tell us about it. Um you can uh follow us all over the internet, wherever you go. We got Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook. You can find all those at Capes and Japes. You can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail dot com. Um, we have a Discord server that you can join to chat about these things. Hit us up. Uh, we have a Patreon that you can subscribe to if you want to give us money. Um, (laughs) we, just give it to us. You don't get anything, you just give us money.
1: (laughs) I mean, at the rate we're going.
0: I mean, we are working on it.
1: This month was just really weird because there was a lot of convention stuff. But we're gonna get that thing up.
0: We are. We, uh, we, it was probably an unwise decision to start a Patreon, uh, right before the holidays, and then right after the holidays, one of us had a major convention to prep for. Hey. <laughs> um, so that might have been a mistake. But we have a Patreon, it is going, we, you will get content, I promise. Um I mean
1: we've already got our uh, Into the Spider Verse app up, so yeah, you if you wanna hear up. us talk about Into the Spider Verse more than we already have.
0: Yeah, you do. It's great. Um and Patreon, if you wanna leave us a rating and review, uh we have I wanna shout out uh friend of the show Moth. Uh friend of the Olivia Moth um left uh Very sweet review. Uh which is is so nice and makes me feel very good. Um so I'm very
1: glad that you no longer think that Batman is boring. Yes. We've done our job.
0: He actually he tweeted today, like about how much uh Dick and Damien is like, Oh, this is my exact kind of content. It's like, yes, it is. Thank you, it's good. Um, yes but uh so thank you for that we we love it we appreciate it um thank you for listening for sticking around for telling people for all that you do uh thank you we love you uh i have been olivia
1: and i have been Elion, and as always kiss me sexy batman kiss me sexy batman